welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast, an episode a bit different than usual. We are joined by the head coach and director, Mori Calcio, Matthew Dowlin and Angelo Palmeri. Thank you both for joining us. How are you both? Thank you. Very good, thanks. Yes, all good, thank you, and thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries. So introduce yourselves, let everyone know listening like what you do at the club. So I'm Angelo Palmeri. I'm actually the founder of this club and uh, currently yeah, the president uh, and uh, for the first team because we got two teams, I'm the sport director. And uh, on the match day, I can be also the waterman, the, uh, <laughs> the, the doctor, <laughs> all kinds of functions that you see in a football club I might cover on the same day, match day. Yeah, that's definitely true. So I'm Matthew Dowling. I'm the head coach of, of Ramori. This is the second season now. So I think I joined in January 2021. And yeah, I just oversee all the trainings and the match day uh, coaching. Yeah, that's me. Obviously, Ramori Kalkiao is not very much of an Estonian name. How did it come about to form the club? Well, uh, basically, the club is born from a blog site. I mean, the the, the name uh, has been uh, forged from the website. Actually, when I started it, uh, it was uh, the, the the blog site was dying, and then uh, the 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 football club was rising. So it's like uh, one was born from the ashes of the other. I started uh, everything more or less around 2012, 2013. I was getting more involved into the Estonian football. I was into in the local league. I was playing myself in lower leagues in. Uh, Estonian football club. I actually played in several ones. Being uh, fluent in Estonia also gave me an uh, advantage to read the local me for me to access information, interviews, uh, all kind of uh, news that were going on uh, main portal soccernet.ee. Maybe you're familiar with it. So basically, I was running my own blog, uh, like you're doing guys with the podcast. I was doing in writing. And so this lasts about like two, three years, like forming a football club came up. It was just like coincidental, summer, like a hate aside tournament. And uh, one friend of mine asked, well, would you like? And I always had this like uh, inspiration from uh, Latvia, where in Riga there is a, what we now call like a housing club, Riga United, uh, where actually a lot of acquaintances were playing. And I said, okay, maybe it's a good time to like kickstart something similar. I was just really coincidental, like, okay, just putting together some old friends, having some jerseys sponsored by a, bet, a gambling company, which was at that moment uh, supporting the blog site. And so off we went, so, like uh, Romori Culture at the first game in August uh, 2014 but uh, this was just like uh, the preliminary stage then after like uh, maybe one year or something then uh, yeah we were already like uh, playing in the lower leagues especially in this uh, like Rafa Liga the Sunday League and then in 2016 came the 11 aside uh, debut so everything was like uh, if you think about it actually it was pretty fast and uh, yeah consider where we arrived today that 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 that's really big achievement we have done since 2015-16 but yeah the, the name is absolutely born from that website which was actually in English but yeah I somehow decided to put an Italian name which was Rumori di Spogliatoio like uh, translated into English would sound more or less like uh, uh, changing uh, changing rooms noises or changing room rumors something like that something in between so the, the Italian name stayed and when we founded the club I asked the other guys because uh, at the moment of foundation I was together with another Italian guy another three expats I said like guys if you would like to change the name we can do it and I said no we like it we can keep it so the name has stayed even though the, the blog site has died long ago 
You said there's many expats involved. Do you have to be an expat to play? Yeah, whoever can join it. I mean, when we started, obviously, we were mostly expats. I started to like look into the uh, acquaintances um, in the expat community, friends, uh, acquaintances, colleagues who like I've met uh, through the years. I've been living in Estonia 17 years. So I quite met <laughs> quite a few people, most of them interested in football. And uh, yeah, but little by little, we started to like uh, enroll also locals. So like uh, Estonian, uh, ethnic Russians, so meaning uh, Estonian citizens with uh, Russian uh, cultural language. So yeah, the club is actually very much open to everyone, locals and experts. There's no like a rule you need to be like a foreigner or you need to like have lived in Estonia since top tiers. No, it's like uh, absolutely open. Of course, within the rules of the Estonian FA, like recently they have put the rules if you have been living like uh, less than eight months in Estonia, meaning you have like living permit, then you cannot actually be registered and play. But this is just a limitation coming from the Estonian FA, nothing we can like uh, bypass unless, yeah, maybe we ask connect. Other than that, like uh, we are pretty much open to everyone. How did you get involved with it, Matthew? Basically, since I moved to Estonia in 2019, I was uh, already started looking to, to play. So I managed to find Angelo somehow, I think through a friend or through, through a contact. And basically, I already know, I, I knew that he had this uh, this team uh, of expats. And I think I was asking him if there's any coaching opportunities at the time. I think at the time, either Angelo was coaching or there was uh, another coach at the time. Uh, but in the end, I, I ended up playing for another club. But I stayed in touch with Angelo for the next year and then... And I realized uh, that actually, if I could get a coaching role with uh, Ramori, it would be really great because, of course, uh, it's English speaking there. Um, there's many different nationalities. Uh, so to meet new people whilst living in a new country. Um, so for a few reasons, it just it just fitted me well. And obviously, I talked with Angelo over a year or so. Um, and, you know, we aligned on on uh, on what we both wanted um, and it just worked. And Angelo, I think at the time, was, was looking to, to take a step back in some way from the coaching. Uh, side of things and yeah it just worked at uh, the perfect timing and I think yeah January 2021 I, I left the club that I was playing at and became a coach at, at Ramori. Was it easy to settle in? Um, easy to settle in I would say um, yes because I'm quite an open person and uh, you know I, I adapt quite well to, to different situations. Um, also I had and I still have my, my fiance who is uh, an Estonian national. Um, so, of course, she grew up here. She didn't live here um, for a number of years because she was living in the UK. But of course, uh, I had a good understanding uh, living with uh, somebody who grew up in Estonia, in Tallinn. So in that sense, it was quite comfortable. I had the job uh, pretty much as soon as I uh, stepped into Estonia as well, which was uh, quite lucky. Um, so everything just worked out quite well and I've been quite comfortable so far. How different is it coaching at that level compared to, I say, something that previously you been used to well the thing is with with uh, when i was in uk um most of my coaching experience was based uh, in in youth football um i did uh, have some experience with um with with men's football very little um and also a little bit with uh, let's say under 18 young adults and 16s um but majority of it was was uh, a bit younger than that so definitely it was it's it's a new uh, environment for me to be like uh, not full time but to be uh, you know, having two training sessions a week um, and a full season cup games and, and everything as a head coach of, of, of a men's team. And that's part of the reason why uh, why I wanted to do it, to gain more experience in, in, in the men's football. So, yeah, I don't have much to relate it to in terms of uh, men's football. 
Yeah, most most of my my experience was in the youth, but uh, what I can say is that that is competitive here. It's it's uh, can be physical as well, and definitely we're trying to play some good football. So I know that when we play, um, there is uh, some at least some good football being played. Do you have like a philosophy that you like to play? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, like for me, football is like art, and you know we we try to, as I say to the guys. When we're on the pitch, we we're still amateurs. So at the end of the day, we we there is a fun element to it. Um, everybody comes to the games to to let off steam and to forget about everything else for, for that hour and a half. So um, yeah, I try to provide an environment where people can enjoy it. They can be creative, explore, express themselves, and um, yeah, and basically to try and create art on the pitch, whether that's with some good first touches, some good link up play, um, some good passing movements together. Um, so yeah, just just trying to be creative, trying to be uh, expressive um, in attacks, trying to score goals. Um, and yeah, do, do it all with a smile. And uh, naturally, over time, with this environment, um, the football improves and gets better and better. And uh, the results come with that as well. So I've got a question for you, Angelo. Uh, did you do anything like this in Italy? If so, like, what's the difference? Because Italy is a huge football culture. What's the difference between Italy and Estonia for football? Yeah, actually, the thing is, in Italy, I never been, done nothing like that before. I was like, uh, yeah, purely amateur footballer. I would say even uh, less than amateur. Like, I was just catching up uh, with friends for five aside every week. Sometimes doing some like uh, local uh, bars tournament or like uh, very like. Uh, amateur level tournament the organization as you rightly said is big in italy you need to like uh, create a lot of structure maybe too much uh, for, for one person only i would have probably not been able to do this all on my own uh, estonia is like a more light uh, country under this point of view even setting up the club legally it took just a few minutes we did it everything online because it's basically it's like setting your own company you probably know estonia is very like uh, quick and light when it comes to bureaucracy. I'm coming from a country where it's the opposite with bureaucracy so I'm sure I would have, have done a lot of paperwork to start a football club and probably my only effort would have been enough. Here uh, it started like uh, yeah we started like uh, with me and, uh, and, uh, and other friends then I'm, I'm the only one left now but I'm already looking forward for the future because uh, I see like much enthusiasm and other people within the club we have a bit renewed our like uh, spirit and mentality, so I'm sure like in the future there will be even more people involved. When I was in Italy, like never came to my mind to start a football club because yeah, there the, are the, actually so many football clubs in every like corner of the of I wouldn't say of the country, but even the city where I live. So you just have to thought, okay, maybe I'll join a football club and play there. But then I actually never had this like push because then you just play with a friend. Here instead it was a bit different because uh, at start I was joining other Estonian clubs and then uh, the, the itchiness of, all, of starting my own football club came because I wanted to put my own mentality, my own vision of uh, doing things and uh, like for instance now when we started uh, collaborating with Matt we found the same vision, same uh, uh, motivation, same uh, ideals and uh, yeah it's like uh, I have to say like uh, I'm, I'm I'm great to have met him because like he's uh, he's interpreted very well what what I would like to see in the club the the enthusiasm the involvement despite the results because of last year like we were doing already quite good there were like some setbacks this year is going very well but I'm, I'm I think it must go beyond the result when you have like a philosophy and mentality whatever is the result you must keep the those that mentality and those ideals uh, straight without like being bent by what the result of the match day is so I'm I'm very happy to have founded this club obviously sometimes uh, I have regretted like many things in life you do and then uh, sometimes you regret. 
that. But uh, overall, I think uh, it's one of the biggest uh, things I've done since I live in Estonia in my life. And I'm really happy to it. And I hope to leave it as a legacy to someone else someday. Do you have like um, a future goal then? Well, <laughs> when we started, I remember with, uh, with uh, my co-founders, it was like a, a bit of a joke. Like, yeah, in a few years, we get to the Premium League. It's like, snap finger, it's easy. Like, it's not like going to the Premier League or to the Serie A. We're going to make it. So when, when the first season we got promoted, everyone was so excited. Like, all right, the first is done. Now we have other few and it's, it's there. And then it's already like a Europe or something. But then, of, of course, the, we were just like uh, high on our uh, spirit after the promotion. Then when the second season came, we saw it's actually the reality is a bit different. The, 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 the group where we were, the northern group of the third league was really tough. We reached the sixth place back then, which looking backwards, it was actually a very good result because uh, most of the other, other teams that are promoted to third league in this group, they go back immediately after one season. They are like yo-yo team. So uh, I would say that uh, one, one ambition that has stayed, and I think also Matt shares now, is to try and reach at least the next level. The, it, it's called in Estonia... Tene Liga, like uh, second league, literally translated, is actually the fourth tier. And a lot of the boys in the team have this kind of like uh, ambition, like, okay, let's try to go on the next level and see what happens. Of course, there are like uh, organizational uh, problems, so to say, like issues, uh, which will be nice to deal with, of course. And uh, maybe also extra costs in terms of traveling, of club licensing, etc. But uh, I, I think that if we might end up one day earning this uh, the right to play at that level, I would definitely be proud of this result and I would definitely try, even for how much hard it could be, but it's an achievement and why not? We should, uh, we should uh, play our chances. And uh, for Matthew, what's your um, long-term goals then? Do you have similar ambitions for that? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> as me and Angela have talked a few times about it and as I discussed with the team, I feel, yes, definitely, like football is, is, is to have fun. Um, but we're also playing to win. We're also playing to reach as as we can. So that means in terms of leagues as well, you know, we have the opportunity to progress to high leagues. So that should be on on our agenda as well. So definitely uh, it is it is a goal. Um, we already grew, uh, got promoted uh, last season into into the, from the fourth to the third. And I believe as well, we can go up to the second um, without any extra requirements, just as we are basically, uh, I think beyond the second, uh, going up to S Liga um, B would uh, require some some other things to be in place at the club. But um, but at the moment, still, we can grow with what we have. So definitely, that's uh, it's on our agenda. It's... Um, uh, it's not something we like always focus like you're hearing every day that we need to go up to the second league. We need to go up because I feel then the the players might get the, a bit distracted and a bit focused on like the the goal rather than the process and how we get there. But definitely it is uh, it is in our minds and uh, in my ambitions to to grow as high as we can with the club. You play as well, don't you? Do you still play? Well, yeah, I I definitely haven't retired yet. I've only just turned thirty one. Um, I was playing for for about a season or two in in Estonia before I um, uh, came with Angelo to Ramori. Since I've been at Ramori, uh, sometimes I put the boots on and and put myself on the bench for like last fifteen minutes or so. But but I'm trying to focus more on the coaching. But definitely sometimes at training and the matches, I put the boots on and and uh, do a little bit. 
because uh, I love football and uh, it's hard not to play and not to be involved, um, especially when I feel my body can still do it. But it's, it's a really, um, really valuable experience for me uh, coaching the team. So, so that's why I'm doing more the coaching side than playing. Art is going very modest on it, but he's a very good uh, fullback. Uh, he's gone uh, not making half of an opponent one day. It was <laughs> all, the, all the rest of the team was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I think, did you get one MVP? I think you got one MVP or not. Yeah, actually, yeah, the players voted the uh, the man of the match for the, for this game. I played like, like uh, I think one game in uh, the first game I played in like six games and managed to get the uh, the man of the match. I don't know if the boys were just trying to sweeten me up to to be in the starting lineup for the next game or not, but uh, but yeah, I, well, I do remember doing a few skills, so maybe that got me it. Yeah, the vote is anonymous, so they, they put. You can't know who vote for you and who not, but yeah, definitely they vote for you. So it was like uh, because every game we have a we have a, an app. Uh, I don't want to advertise uh, anything, so it's an app that starts with S and ends with Y. <laughs> and uh, every game you can uh, vote the MVP of the of the game, and it was like playing very good, deserved the vote, and so here we go. <laughs> so the head coach like- doesn't decide who gets man of the match then. Uh, no, no, we did. We talked about this. Uh, like, shall we decide or not? Then we had this opportunity with the app, and we said, uh, "Yeah, why not? Let let them vote the, themselves, right?" <laughs> you do something like when we used to play. We used to play proper amateur stuff. Obviously, you'd have man of the match, and then you'd have something called dick of the day as well. So the person who's like <laughs> made like the most mistakes or whatever. Do you do anything like that? No, that we are not doing. But uh, you yeah. gave us a good idea, especially when we have those games that which are disciplinary hard. <laughs> They already get the fine if they get the stupid, uh, silly yellow or red card. But yeah, the dick yeah. of the day would be a great match. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even buy some uh, one of those uh, stuff on online with the shape of a dick and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice idea, thanks. That's right. They usually buy the first round of drinks in um, after the game. So. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely also something that they should yeah. do when they do something wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it needs to be some punishment, right, for having a bad game, the worst yeah, game of everybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good idea. So do you have any success stories so far in the small history of Ramori? Uh, having seen the club since the beginning, I would say, yeah, the, the, the cup adventures and, and considering we, as we speak now, in two days, we're going to have a cup game with a big team, uh, Caleb Tallinn from the Premier League. I hope that we can have the record for, for these uh, clashes with Giant because when we started in 2016, we were just like an 11 aside team which was uh, about to be promoted after a, like, a really tough start. We had one win in the first round. And uh, in the cup, we started to have like uh, an incredible run. Uh, we knocked out uh, all th- teams from above, uh, from uh, the fourth tier and from the fifth tier. And then in the eighth of final, we we got uh, drawn with uh, Tameka from Tartu. It's also Premium League uh, team. And we traveled to Tartu and uh, obviously all the odds were in favor of the Tartu boys. But uh, at that time, I told the guys like, okay, this is the plan. Uh, we shall like play like this, commit like that, sacrifice and learn something from ourselves, which I can say is not much different from the plan we have for the game in two days. And uh, the guys were really committed, sacrificed themselves. And uh, we were so close to a 0-0 at half time, which would have been itself an achievement. 
Uh, and in the end, they managed to score one nil, of course, as it's natural. But I mean, those 35 minutes, uh, it was one uh, success story. And the full-time result was 5-1 for Tameka, uh, which means we even managed to score them one goal. This was like a real success. I remember the day after, in the website, there was news not about, of course, Tameka beating a, a, a fourth league, uh, a, a six-tier team uh, in the cup, but rather that the six-tier team managed to score one goal to Tameka. I still remember how their captain was furious at his teammates because they let one in. It was like injury time already. And the goal was also a beauty. I encourage everyone to go and, and check it online on our website, uh, rumoriculture.eu. We have saved it uh, from the Estonian FA football uh, Facebook page. They, they have saved the excerpt just with our goal. So this made me very proud for the boys because, I mean, we, we had no like chances, of course, to go forward in this round, but they showed uh, what passion and what uh, commitment and uh, attachment to the cause can can do for for a team even when there is so such a big gap obviously we had other games uh, in the in the Estonian cup with bigger teams we faced Kuresare, uh, we faced the same Kalev but i think this 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 game uh, stays in my heart uh, for 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 it was the first time we 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 clashed with the premier league team and maybe the game that was uh, the two rounds before when we came back from the summer and we clashed with Merkur Tartu, which was uh, at that moment where they were the title holders for the other Estonian Cup, the Amateurs Cup, the small cup, as they call it here. And uh, also in that game, all odds were against us and we were winning 2-0 at half time. But then something incredible happened. They equalized and then we went into extra time and we won with extra in extra time with, a, with an incredible goal. I had already the penalty takers list in my hands and then it's also like uh, one of the biggest memory I have of this uh, of this uh, team this season. Yeah, probably the season 2016 is like so full of memories. But everyone is just so eager to live through those memories again because uh, we have uh, like team uh, uh, players from that team which still are playing. And every time something uh, great happens, they always remember the all the uh, the whole moment and they are hoping to relieve again. So we're always hoping that yeah, maybe we can live those uh, great moments again. But yeah, these I mentioned are really, really like uh, our uh, our success stories, and uh, it has earned us uh, a popularity, respect, uh, and uh, yeah, we, we are definitely like uh, looking forward for more. You had any so far, Matthew? Well, we had the obvious one, which was last last year when we um, we got promoted from the fourth tier to the third tier. There was another one. We, we didn't finish top of the league, but we, we still managed the promotion. And the one success, I guess, uh, in that is that we actually beat the team that finished first. We beat them in, in both the head-to-head games. So although we didn't win the league in our first season together since I was, uh, you know, joined the club, we managed to get these two big results against the uh, the top of the league. So we knew that we, um, on, an, on another season, we would have won the league um, outright. But... Uh, of course, being our first season with a new uh, new new coach, new system, and, and everything, um, it wasn't to be. <clears throat> but I would say, general, more success. I, I see on a, on a daily basis, like we have a lot of um, older players in our team, which which can be a challenge. We don't have uh, so many young players, so when we come up against a lot of the Estonian uh, teams who are uh, second teams or under twenty ones or nineteens, of course. Uh, it can be difficult. Um, I think our average age is—is is, I don't know how old it how old it is. 
um, but definitely it's not it's not in the in the low twenties. So what I'm saying is, uh, seeing people who who are not uh, at the start of their career, but more at the end of their career, playing probably their best football that they had in in their life in terms of individually and and as a team, that's a success for me. Seeing uh, one person who uh, has improved so much over a season, um, you know, really trains professionally and, and improves uh, drastically. This is like a, another success for me. Uh, the team coming together and, and blending all the different nationalities, locals and foreigners and, uh, and um, you know, having a lot of social events and seeing everybody uh, be a unit. This is, this is another, another success for me. And, and when this is in place, like I said, I feel all the results follow and uh, the big material goals uh, come from that. I'm sure we'll get some more if we stick together. Talking about the Kalev game, uh, how how do you prepare for something like that going up against say, such a bigger team than what you are? Yeah, we actually just had a, a call about an hour ago with the guys. We had a, a Zoom call actually as well, um, discussing some some uh, the tactics and the game plan that we'll have. We had a few sessions this week. Uh, sorry, the past week, we also added a, an extra session on uh, yesterday, on the Sunday, because we didn't have a league game this week due to the summer break. So, um, so yeah, in terms of preparation, it's it's having the game plan that that I see and that we agree together that we see fit for you know a team four tiers above us, which is uh, of course it's uh, you know understanding that they may be fitter, they may be more conditioned and and stuff like that. So we need to be a bit. Um, conservative with, with our energy, uh, be a bit realistic, understand that we might uh, have to defend a bit. So I think generally we, we prepared with an extra an extra session or two, having a Zoom call to discuss uh, and show some uh, tactic boards um, about the shape that we'll have uh, and so on. And um, yeah, I think generally because of the gap, we'll just have to think about a bit more of a defensive game tomorrow, be a bit more compact and see if we can... Uh, get some counter-attacks and uh, frustrate them a little bit if possible. And who, who knows what can happen if we if we stop them scoring, which is going to be a challenge for sure. And you're the home team for that game, aren't you? Yes, we are, yeah. Are you expecting like a bit of a crowd or do, are people not going to be that interested or do you have any idea? The uh, thing is that we are very close to uh, the Estonian mid-summer. It's on the 24th and 23rd is already a holiday because it's uh, so-called Victory Day in Estonia. So a lot of people will be traveling to the countryside already on the Wednesday because they have half a day of work, which is why we are playing early. We are playing like uh, at 4 p.m. But I still hope there will be a good uh, turnout for sure. uh, We will see some players from the second team coming up to cheers. Uh, we have created a Facebook event uh, and we are spreading along the social media. So I would still say we would have uh, like about uh, 30, 50 people, which for our level is quite a good attendance. At the same time, uh, our ground, unfortunately, doesn't offer a very good seating. So people who come have to either stand or just sit on the few benches which are left. But I've seen even people uh, organizing themselves with uh, uh, camping chairs, those foldable ones, they bring along and watch the game. So it's very like uh, open uh, open stand where people can come and uh, and watch the game. I, I'm, I'm sure there will be something like between the 30 and the 50 heads uh, uh, around the pitch. Is it exciting when the cup draw gets done? Like, Are you actually looking for a big team? Uh, Matt, do you want to answer to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, definitely. Um... You know the, the the national cup is a 
at some point, if you make it further enough, you will play a, a Premier League team as well, which which can be tough. You know, realistically, if you look at the the history about the teams that win it, it's generally a Premier League team. So um, I think in that one, the goal is uh, obviously everybody has the dream, but uh, realistically, if you can draw a Premier League team uh, early on, then then great because you get the experience and. Uh, you know, even if you if you get a team in the middle, like a second league or a S Liga B team, um, it's not as exciting, and you might lose anyway because there are a few levels above. Um, so just to get the uh, straight away in with the the Premier League team for me was was quite exciting and uh, yeah, great experience. Yeah, as Matt said, it's like uh, it's all about what what you expect. You know that you can't go that far without uh, uh, getting uh, on the way of one of these big teams. So. Either you are like uh, perfect in in all the other ties with uh, lower league team, or just yeah, you're gonna drop earlier than uh, the the hate of finals, and then yeah, it's no it's no chances that you're gonna meet uh, I don't know Kalev, Tamekar, or as it happened in the past to other teams Levadia. I was myself uh, in a amateur club who played against Levadia, but I'm not gonna tell you the result because it's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, how would you compare the national cup then to the small cup? I would say that uh, the small cup give you gives you a bigger chance of uh, uh, winning a trophy, of course. And uh, from this year, actually, well, already from last year, because the team that won last year is traveling this summer to the UEFA Regions Cup, so you get also some opportunity for some European football. So overall, I would say, yeah, um, somehow the the, the the Amateurs Cup could be also a target uh, for our club. Actually, it was a target. We we we, had, we told ourselves let's try to go as far as we can. Uh, we had a we had a, like a very good first round, uh, and then in the round after, uh, we we were just uh, ten. What it was ten or fifteen minutes to the being qualified, and then we suffered a comeback from the opposition. We're playing away, and then yeah, our dream of going partner in the cup was shattered. But yeah, definitely it's, uh, it's something that for a lower league team, uh, I would say in the range of the uh, fourth or fifth year, it's definitely uh, at stake to like grab and uh, and win. Because the previous years have shown that all teams from uh, the fifth or, uh, sorry, from the fourth or the fifth year can win it. Last year, it was a, a team from the fifth year from Tallinn to win it. And now they are traveling to the Regent's Cup. Of course, they are not like uh, uh, gonna win in the Regent's Cup uh, because of the way this uh, the, the the UEFA Regent's Cup is organized. Uh, as uh, you can basically beef up your team with the best amateur players from the country and go there. But uh, I don't know why they. Start, I mean, I understand that I would actually would do the same if my boys win the cup. Why should I tell them? Okay, you stay home, and then I bring the best amateur guys. But I know other countries are beefing up their amateur teams with the best amateurs, and then they are going there. Instead, the Estonian teams are always uh, like uh, pretty honest and traveling with their own club, and then yeah, of course they get found, and then it's just uh, a ticket back home very fast. But other than that, yeah, I I would say for amateur club, but with good ambition, uh, good football, uh, good players, the amateurs cup should definitely be a target. The national cup is rather. Uh, uh, I would say a plus, like uh, something you you do, because you have this opportunity. Because not in every country you can play the national cup and play with uh, clubs from uh, the highest league. 
Uh, and when opportunity come like Map said, then uh, you grab it, you go and play even if the gap is big, you get this experience and uh, it, it, it like also make you grow as a, as a football player. I'm sure all the guys who have played with the Premier League team before have earned something in terms of experience, of understanding how the football is, the higher you go. Because when you watch them on TV, they seem like us. But when you run against one of these guys who thinks uh, once, uh, once every day, I'm not saying once a week like, or twice a week like us, but once every day, if not twice, you see they run two times faster. They are two times stronger. Uh, they seem to come from another planet, but they are just human like us. So you realize the real gap. So when you sit down in front of the TV and you watch, uh, I don't know, any big name of the football making a mistake, maybe you go easier and say, ah, you, you're kind of like, ah, what are you doing there? <laughs> because uh, you know how hard it is. And uh, you wouldn't be able even to uh, face the uh, the poorest of the Premier League or Serie A play. Um, maybe I can just ask you guys a question. Uh, what, what drives you to uh, stay in touch with uh, Estonian football and want to to learn uh, more about it and speak with uh, people like ourselves and uh, other teams? Well, at first, when we when we started, it literally was just a hobby. We thought we'd pack it in after a month, maybe two months. Yeah, we made a lot of friends. When we came out to Estonia in April, we met up with a few people. Someone even asked for a photo with us, which was like really, really strange. It was nice. The boys at Talina Kalev, they're like really good to us. Yeah, so it's just like how we're, we've kind of made a small community between us and a few other people, made some decent friends. And sometimes, yeah, we like stirring the pot a bit. Um, recently, we... The Brent Lepestu podcast we did, that's made some news in Estonia at the minute and it's causing a bit of, if we're going to end up stop doing it, we kind of want to be blackballed. So if it ever, if it ever happens, mm-hmm. that would be, that would be it. But um, yeah, it's made, we've made some good friends. We didn't think it would, we're still very small in what we do, but mm-hmm. um, we've had some very good opportunities speaking with people. Um, opportunities outside of it we've had a few like companies approach us asking us if we wanted to do some things with them and writing a few articles for like Belgian newspapers when Flora were in the conference league so um, yeah for people that didn't want to do like any kind of journalism or it's surreal that we're not journalists but kind of in a way yeah we do like fan stuff Um, so it's just really cool it keeps us busy um helps with the serotonin so yeah um i think that's i think that's why yeah to add to that as well it's especially people around here because uh they say why do you do it you don't get paid you don't so what's the point but it's like what reese just said then you know we've built a small community we've made friends um when we were out there one of the guys even said to us you're not friends you're family now um and people were thanking us when we were in, in Tallinn, you know, outside the Sportland Arena, people shaking their hands saying, thank you for what you do. Thanks for trying to spread Estonian football. And, you know, it just feels good. And it's, again, it's, it's something to do. A day off work, you can go do your research, type up what we do, instead of sitting at home in front of the telly doing nothing. It's you know, I enjoy what we do. Yeah, nice. And I also enjoy it as well. I've listened to uh, at least a few of the podcasts that you've made. And, uh, yeah, especially being here in Estonia, it's nice to... Uh, to listen to them and I listened to the, to the last one you did with, with Brent and uh, I understand from that you guys are, are Caleb fans right so I think you, you won't be supporting us uh, on Wednesday 
That was I about the crucial, I've got the colors out on here. <laughs> and I was about to ask the crucial question, but who are you going to support the uh, day after tomorrow? I guess uh, you will support the color, but I mean, the favors uh, of the of the of the hot. So you guys have to be with the with the smaller one. <laughs> I do love a cup upset, so maybe secretly I'll be cheering you on. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah, Let's see what happens. So yeah, then, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, thank you for having us. Good luck. Yeah, good luck in the game in thank a few you. days. Um, cool. All thanks right. for having us. Thanks. No. Have a good evening. Ciao. No problem. Andrew. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.